0: Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt November 1st, Monday edition of the show. Great to have you with me. Just want to start off by saying happy birthday to my mom, Mrs. Sexton, Jane Sexton, the greatest mom in the world. Got a lot of news today. Got to get right to it. We have, oh my, the Yunkin election in Virginia down to the wire against Terry McAuliffe. We'll see how that's shaking out. The NYPD deadline is today. Thousands and thousands of NYPD officers, firefighters in New York, and uh, first responders who have not gotten the shot face suspension, possible termination. We'll see what ends up happening there. We've got people finally realizing that masking off ramps are necessary and we're going to have to create some sanity when it comes to mask wearing policies. Uh, Even in liberal areas, it's going to have to happen you got 26 New York fire uh, firehouses that have been forced to close because firefighters are refusing to comply with the mandate. I meant to tell you that. You've also got uh, American Airlines canceling a quarter of its entire Sunday schedule, 634 flights, uh, and said it's because of strong wind. Hmm, suspicious, if you ask me. Uh, and a pilot said allegedly on a Southwest flight, "Let's go, Brandon." And the libs freaked out because that is what they do. So, I mean, we've got we got covid stuff, election stuff, vaccine mandates. Oh, immigration. Turns out it's really expensive to start uh, putting kids, illegal immigrants all over the country in the school system. New York. Uh, we've got some numbers for you on that. So we'll get into all of it in the moment. But in the meantime, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation sets their mind to helping families of 9-11 first responders and our soldiers fighting the war on terrorism. And they're committed. This year alone, they're helping 200 families move into mortgage-free homes with the help of your donations. That's a remarkable effort on its own, but that's not all. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has also dedicated the summer months of August and September to honor those first responders of 9-11 with a tribute that allows for us to never forget their bravery and sacrifice. Tunnel to Towers continues to honor and remember with a tribute set for Veterans Day next month. On a day-to-day basis, Tunnel to Towers Foundation dedicates themselves to looking after our first responders and soldiers. What other organization do you know that's really keeping this pledge these days? You might not know the names of the firefighters, police officers, EMT crew members, and others who answer the call on 9-11, but the team at Tunnel to Towers Foundation does. There are men and women often with families. Support those families today. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Oh, there is so much here. Let's start with the because tomorrow is going to be Election Day, Virginia. We're going to dive really deep into that. Uh, But let's start, if we can, with the situation here in New York City. Uh, We have, I think, over 20,000 is the last number that I saw. uh, Firefighters, police, first responders, EMT, people who work for the city of New York in total who have not gotten the shot, don't want to get the shot, may not get the shot. And. We're looking at the first time that I think you've had a major city that could be suffering really dire consequences as a result of the vaccine mandate. Now, keep in mind, we just had Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary. She has covid fully vaccinated, of course. Uh, I forget another well-known name over the weekend came down with covid. I mean, you know, and they didn't even talk about, oh, the person's fully vaccinated. This is happening all over the place. Breakthrough infections. So let's just understand that the impetus for the mandates should be even less because the upside of the mandate, so to speak, which is supposed to be preventing infection of others, because you won't that's actually not as real as we were told. Now, what they're going to say is, oh, but it's still less likely, therefore, it's still worth it. Yeah, but other vaccine policies we have, you get how many people do you know have, have gotten, you know, breakthrough cases of measles? Wow, oh, well, this also goes to stable viruses versus rapidly mutating viruses and why it's completely unrealistic to think that we're going to do to uh, COVID what we did to measles, mumps, rubella. No, it's going to be just like the flu. I just spoke to a friend of mine today who's an infectious disease expert here in New York City who raised um, in his mind the prospect that we're going to have because there's going to be greater uh, travel and connectivity this wintertime. We may actually have a, he thinks, Medium bad COVID season, not as bad as last year would have been high. Medium bad COVID season, um, but a really nasty flu season. That's just a theory. I mean, this is a prediction, but uh, I think also our natural immunity to flu as a population is, is going to be particularly low. Remember, there was almost no flu they told us last year, which seemed very, very strange. Uh, there's going to be flu this year. And as somebody who just got is just getting over a stomach bug, people refer to it as stomach flu. It's actually not a flu, but who cares? Uh, well, that's a conversation for another time. Let me tell you, the flu sucks too. You don't want to get the flu. You don't want to get COVID. The flu can also kill the elderly and those with, uh, pre-existing conditions. So, or that's not the right uh, comorbidities. Pre-existing conditions sounds like I'm working for the healthcare companies. So those are all major considerations. But I, I've gotten off the first responder issue, and I want to get back to that because look at what is actually going on here. Look at how this is playing out now across. The country in places like New York City, where they have these very strict, very stringent mandates. Uh, what happens when you have thousands and thousands of police who are not showing up and firefighters who are not showing up? What does that do to a city that's already feeling like it's going through an unprecedented rise in crime? What, is it, what does it feel like when you're in a city that all of a sudden is much more dysfunctional and perhaps even dirty? I got to see what the sanitation department numbers are. Um, but my friends, here we go. 26 fire fi- uh, firehouses closed. 2,000 firefighters called out sick uh, to cling on to their pay, it says here in the Daily Mail. NYPD union warned, city is totally unprepared for shortage of 10,000 cops, EMTs, and street cleaners who refuse to get the shot. So it is street cleaners, all city employees. Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. What happens? You're going to fire them all? See, now they've actually come up, you know, the unstoppable force of the mandate has come up against the immovable object of essential personnel working for the city of New York who don't want to get the shot. What are you going to do? Going to try to make up for the shortfall. People are going to suffer over this one. And think about what they're really suffering for. There's no natural immunity provision. So this is not rooted in science. Start with that. There's no willingness to look at what the actual risk parameters are here for people involved in this. No, it's just get the shot or else. That's their edit, get the shot or else. And remember, it's going to be get the shot or else and get it again in six months and get it again in six months after that. If that's not the case, I'd like one person to explain how. How that will not be the case. COVID is now endemic in the United States. It's going to continue to spread and spread. It exists all throughout the world, too. COVID eradication in the near term is a fantasy it is not happening and because covid mutates rapidly how many variants have you already heard of we're going to have to deal with repeated calls for shots and shots and shots and more shots this is effectively like the libs freaked out about a really bad flu season and now we're going to be dealing with uh dealing with this with masks and shots and everything for the rest of our lives except it's covid and not the flu we no longer have the risk tolerance as a society for there are, there are respiratory viruses that spread. They're going to kill some people. Life is fragile and imperfect. There's only so much we can do. If you're sick, stay away from people. Other than that, you got to live life. That was society's approach to this stuff. Then they said, oh, no, COVID's so different. We say, well, it was a little different in the early stages. But the more we've seen, the more we realize, no, it's actually not that different. More dangerous to the elderly and those with comorbidities. That's actually what we found out spreads in a very similar way a lot of very similar symptoms to the flu and when you look at the body count in the United States uh, for the last 50 years of flu I mean it's it is hundreds of thousands of people perhaps even getting uh, you know in the low millions over the last 50 years right so we've lost a lot of people to that we've lost people to a lot of diseases look at how many people die every day from cancer and heart disease in this country now I know we can't stop those things we don't have a shot against those things but the point is Life goes on, right? We, we can't all sit around and say, oh my gosh, we have to have a moratorium on saturated fat and make everybody walk an hour a day. By the way, a national mandate to make everybody walk an hour a day would be more effective, more useful than the mask mandate. No question. No question. It would mean more. It would do much more for public health. By the way, I wish I was mandated to walk an hour a day. I just feel like I don't have the time. An hour a day, go for a walk outside. It'd be an amazing thing for your health. Great thing, too. I was just talking to... Uh, one of My family members about this over the weekend. The more, the older I get, and I'm going to be 40 soon, folks. That's right, producer Mike. I'm going to be 40, which is, uh, you know, you're you're a, you're a full grown adult at 40. You know, you can rent a car, you can vote, you can do all these things, and you're expected to. When you're 25, well, actually, you can't really rent a car at the same insurance rate until you're 27. But you know, when you're 30, you can do everything. But you're still kind of like, ah, I'm figuring it out. When you're 40, you're supposed to have it figured out. But anyway, uh, one one bit of, of life advice that I throw in the mix here for everybody is, uh, or just something that I've observed, and so you can take it or leave it, find activities where you're actually spending time with the people you're spending time with, and not spending time, just focus on that activity. You know, this, this is what I mean by, you know, mealtime as a family, every night, together, if you can, or as often as you can. I know it can't be every night. People have jobs, and they move around and stuff, but... As often as you can, eat, eat as a family because you talk to each other. You're actually with each other. You're present. Find things where you're present together. Playing tennis against each other, you're, you're pretty present because you're actually going to talk to each other when you cross the net. You're facing each other. You're hitting the ball. You can talk. It depends on how competitive you are about it. But, you know, things like uh, going to a movie together, yeah, can be. It depends. Going to see a Broadway show, eh, you're kind of just watching the thing. I don't know. This is just my opinion, but I think that walking together—what I'm trying to say—is a great way. Meals together, walking together—you're actually spending time with people, you know. Whereas uh, there are other things where I feel like if you're supposed to be there in silence in the dark and not—not which is what you're supposed to do—movies and theater and stuff. I'm just going to say it. Some people, I'm fighting a one-man crusade, producer Mike, against people who think that their phones are now their personal DJ systems when they're in public. Like they're gonna—they're just gonna play their—they're gonna sit down at a restaurant, you know. By themselves at the at the counter at the like takeout counter and just start playing whatever tunes they like That's This is horrifying. We're not barbarians. I don't want to hear your music or they, they they sit there with their volume all the way up on TikTok. Anyway, go for a long walk. Good for your health back to uh, and you can talk to family. And yeah, I think it's very therapeutic um, back to uh, what's going on here with the mandate in New York City. What are they going to do? They're going to fire everybody. Think of what kind of chaos that's going to create in the city. Think of what that is going to do uh, if they go forward with it. Here is the president of the Uniform Firefighters Association, Andrew Ansborough. I'm sounding the alarm that my members are not the kind of people that bend. You don't want New York City firefighters to be the kind of people that go against their word and don't and, and stick to their guns. What do you think causes a New York City firefighter to crawl down that hallway? to get through that fire to get to your family and you. It's that resolve that we have, and everyone's been ignoring the fact that the reason why people love us is that we put our lives on the line every day for you, and when we tell you we're not gonna bend and we're not gonna break, you have to take it seriously. And now we have 1,700 firefighters that are basically saying, I can't bend, I'm not gonna do it, we need more time. We have lawsuits that are pending that because of this nine-day mandate, they're not giving us enough time for our day to be held in court. You know, we've been pushing the wall, and they're pushing around the wrong people. I mean, we're not the kind of people that break. You don't want firefighters that break. And right now, the mayor of New York and the department is understanding this is what happens when you try to push the wrong people around. Firefighters aren't going to break, folks. FDNY, I know some of these guys. I know how they are. Not going to do it. So he makes also a point here about the courts. I mean, they're not even allowing this process to play out. They want to get it done because then it is... As the French say, a fait accompli, it's all finished, right? Get the shot, and then who cares what the court says? You've already gotten the shot. That's the attitude. And this is why I've been trying to say you've got to get ahead of this. This is why when I called in August for governors to take action against mandates, including private sector, corporate mandates in their states, it was so important then. And Texas and Florida have gone that route. They're doing it. South Dakota hasn't. Gee, it's so weird. Almost like the corporations actually call the shots in that state. So here we have the president of the Uniformed Firefighters Association, Andrew Ansborough, uh, making making his statement about the firefighters. You look at the police situation, too, and that's gonna get really bad, but there are still some smug libs out there who are like, too bad, get get fired. We don't care. Here's another one from the New York Times david leonhardt when people quit or get fired because they won't take the vaccine i would think of that there is some real good news there i mean it is your legal right to not take the vaccine we live in a country that prioritizes individual freedom um but if you refuse to take the vaccine you're putting a lot of people's parents and grandparents, um, including some who are vaccinated, people who are immunocompromised, you are putting those people at risk of serious illness or even death. And so if the punishment that you need to take for potentially harming others um, is you can't have the job you have, I don't have a problem with that. Um, You're choosing to put others at risk, um, people who can't protect themselves. And that means um, uh, I don't have a lot of sympathy for what you have to forfeit. That is the lib mentality right there. You heard it from him. They can't protect themselves. What's the vaccine about then, you jerk? Explain that. They can't protect themselves. What do you mean? Everyone's had plenty of time to get the shot. Your beautiful, wonderful vaccine that's so effective. So why does everyone else have to get the shot? If you Oh, because we're going to eradicate COVID? That's a fantasy. I've already explained this. There is no eradicating COVID. Oh, so then this just becomes every little bit, every little bit, every little bit, anything we can do. It's the same mentality with masks. They're masking kids up eight hours a day. It's child abuse in schools. Other countries aren't doing this. Every, every uh, randomized controlled study has shown either zero or next to zero benefit of masks. Every single one of them. But they still abuse children with the mask mandates. Why? Because it's become a cultural signifier to them. It's virtue signaling, but it's also a cultural tribal affiliation. Oh, look at me. I'm one of the smart, good, Fauci-loving people. I listen to the science. I read the New York Times. I put oat milk in my lattes. Appalling. This is what we're up against. Now, what he says doesn't make any sense when you break it down, unless you're taking the approach that any level of inconvenience is worth it if it stops 2% of cases, 1% of cases. Understand this. New York City did a big study of restaurants when they reopened them. Do you know how much COVID spread they thought was happening in restaurants? 1%. Now, I see that and I say, oh, clearly restaurants shouldn't be shut down, right? We're going to – remember, that's 1% of case spread, not fatality, cases. There are cases everywhere. They would see this, though – see, they pick and choose – why? Why not have? Uh, why not have restaurants shut down? Well, because fancy liberals like to go to fancy restaurants, of course. So that doesn't get shut down. Well, is that really necessary? You say? Oh, well, it's necessary for the jobs, the restaurant industry. I mean, oh, by the way, I think it is necessary. But the point I'm trying to make is, notice how they pick and choose. Schools had to be shut down for how long? How much spread was there in schools? Very, very little, and they still mask up children. They don't care what the data shows. These people are suffering from a mass mental illness. They are appalling. They are cowards. There are so many cowards in the era of COVID. They know that they are lying to people. They know what they are saying is untrue. Doesn't matter because they want to be part of the team, so to speak here. Here's even one guy. I, he he, some, you know, he's a liberal and he's wrong. on, You know, he's crazy about climate change. But on some stuff, he's really good, you know, because he does have enough credibility with the libs that he can say things that they really don't want to hear. Here's Bill Maher on people alone outside wearing masks. And just a little messaging. I mean, I see it all the time. I saw it driving in today. People outside alone walking with a mask. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's 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 an amulet. Yes. You know, yes. a charm people a wear scapula. around. A to yes. Ward away evil exactly. spirits. It means nothing. Yes. I mean, can't we get people to understand the facts more? I mean, listen to this. Um, for unvaccinated hospitalization risk, unvaccinated, 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Hospitalization rate for the vaccinated is actually 0.01%, and the rate for the unvaccinated is 0.89%. So in both cases, the correct answer is less than 1%. They thought it was over 50 How do people, especially of one party, get such a bad idea? Where did that come from? The Libs have lied to us and each other. The Lib elites and Fauci, they've exaggerated. They've misdirected. They've suppressed. That is how you have such widespread insanity. 50% risk of hospitalization. Do you hear what he said? People think if they get COVID, 50-50 chance of going to the hospital. Let me tell you something. If that were reality, I'd be pretty freaked out too, right? Hospitalized for all people. That's really serious. Yeah, I'm not going to a hospital unless, like, I think I'm not going to make it unless I go. I mean, I hate hospitals. <laughs> I, 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 Like, the worst place for me, uh, next to a prison, I think a hospital is the second least favorite place for me to be. How did it get this crazy? He's just citing data. He's a lib, but he knows. These people are out of their minds. Everybody in my building's wearing masks again. I don't wear masks. And I'm just waiting for them to say, excuse me, sir, there's a mask policy. Well, actually, New York City doesn't have a mask policy. My building has a mask policy. The building also knows that I'm cool and I'm nice to all the staff. So what do you think the chances are they're going to evict me because I'm not wearing a mask? Good blanking luck. Speaking about uh, libs who whine and cry, oh, the Southwest Airlines pilot. I have to get to see this one of these days I should be doing a two hour podcast. but I've only got, you know, 30 minutes with you, Max, more like 25. I'll come back to in a second. The Southwest Airlines pilot thing. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. That's what you need to know about it. Uh, We'll come back to it in a second. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. I'm talking about wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. An HR manager's salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR From your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations that customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. It's month-to-month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now. Schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash buck, Bambi.com slash buck. So a Southwest Airlines pilot, according to an AP reporter, um, said over the PA system, uh, let's go, Brandon. I'm, I'm giving you the details here on the flight in a second. A Southwest pilot is under investigation for the divisive phrase, let's go, Brandon. It's not divisive. It's a joke. Take a joke, libs. Calm down. Stop being a bunch of babies. I mean, remember, these are the people that want Colin Kaepernick to be able to take a knee at the NFL. And, oh, he's not allowed to be punished for that and everything. And all these other players to take a knee during the National Anthem. Oh, that's free speech. Well, what about employer stuff? Oh, shut up. It's free speech. You know, racism and blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Right. Well, here we are. Here we are. And we're looking at this. We're saying, uh, okay, so Southwest Airlines, does he have that same ability to just sort of say what's on his mind? He didn't put anyone at risk. He's not not doing his job. He made a joke. Ah, but you see, this is essential. This is essential. Libs can't take a joke, especially about Joe Biden, because the moment you start to make jokes about Biden, the moment you start to see what the reality of Joe Biden is, all you can think of are the jokes because he is a joke. He's an absurdity. The emperor has no clothes they in fact the emperor's walking around in an oxford shirt and his boxers with his you know uh, calf high black socks going no joke where where are my pants Man, what's going on here i am you know jobs jobs build back better it's just like the like like the you know back of the day you, you ever have a you ever have a a, a a vhs tape that was already gotten getting a little mangled and you've watched, and at some point it would just get all kind of like crazy on the screen. And it's kind of what you're seeing with Biden sometimes. This is the guy they've made president of the United States, gonna, gonna build back better, bring us all together. He's a nice guy. No, he's pushing a radical left agenda. He's a fraud, folks. He's always been exactly what he is, which is a guy who's not very impressive, but just does whatever he has to do to go along. Biden is the ultimate company man for the Democrat Party. Biden is the tool of the apparatus. A largely brainless tool, but a tool nonetheless. And people see this, which is why the "Let's Go Brandon" chant, along with just the fact that the media is desperately trying to cover for him. I mean, did anyone really think this is where we'd be a year after Biden's election? No, of course. Anyone who says otherwise is lying to you. Even libs thought it'd be better than this. This sucks. This sucks. Biden's a chump and a joke, and we all see it. It's all very obvious to us. You say what you will about Trump. The guy had a vision. He was incredibly entertaining. I mean, obviously, I like them. But the point is, even if you don't like him, you can see why other people like him. Why does anybody like Biden as president? Well, ah, but we stumble to we we stumble toward uh, our own answer here, don't we? Because he's a joke, because he's a simpleton who does what the apparatus tells him. But he presents as, you know, blue collar Joe from Scranton who takes the choo choo train to work with his little lunch pail every day. I mean, in reality. The guy's got a four million dollar beach house, a twenty thousand dollar a month rental outside of D.C. in McLean. I mean, the guy is a is a fancy millionaire, but he does this all. I mean, his son is selling finger paintings for five hundred k. But yeah, that's right. He's in touch with the with the folks. He's in touch with the middle class. Sure, he is. It's all a fraud, folks. Joe Biden is is a fraud top to bottom. You know, Barack Obama was a phony in a lot of ways, but he was a great actor, gave a good speech. You know, was a he, he presents very well. You know, you had those. So with Joe Biden, you, you strip away all that. and You just get some guy who's not very bright. Look, Obama's smarter than Biden he is it's just just reality. Right. I mean, I think Hillary's smarter than Biden. Biden's the dumbest of the bunch. Now, this is the president. This is the guy. Really? That's why when we say let's go, Brandon. It is. A defiant cry, not just of mockery about the president, but about the people around the president who continue the charade, who continue the pretense that this guy is not a joke, that he's not a clown, that anyone should take him seriously. And that's why they freak out. There are people who are saying this AP reporter. I mean, the, by the way, the the, the modern uh, American, you know, sort of Reuters uh, AP New York Times, journalists, they're like the worst people in America. Just understand. like I, I, I will never talk to them. I want nothing to do with them. They're the worst people in America. Just remember that. Uh, the, the most dishonest, the biggest egos who are also the most insecure, the least to contribute to society, they're little petty propagandists who go home at night and try to convince themselves that the lies that they spew and partake in and propagate day in and day out are making this a better country somehow. In case you want to know how I really feel about them, that's how I really feel about them. And so... Therefore, we look at the situation right now with Joe Biden and the mockery cuts too deeply. They cannot accept it because once we start making fun of this guy, everyone realizes what exactly are we getting here? We got rid of Trump. I mean, this is honestly, I think, what a lot of forget about the, the loony left. They're, they're going around worshiping at the feet of Greta Thunberg at their climate change conference. Right? I and mean, what an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. I'm still so proud of the fact I got yelled at on Fox News for this, of all places, by a, by a few uh, by a few panelists, uh, you know, conservatives allegedly, uh, because I said that it's it's preposterous that any adults will listen to a 16 year old girl. They're like, stop bashing a 16 year old. You can all go back. I mean, Media Matters wrote about it and stuff. I didn't bash the 16 year old. She's 16. I mean, she's now she's an adult, so I can make fun of her and not be canceled. Um, but she's an ignoramus and quite strange. And the fact that anybody listens to her and thinks they have a high IQ and good judgment is absurd to me, right? But this is the world we live in now. Go worship at the, at the feet of a, an 18-year-old, uh, very odd girl who tells the whole world what to do about climate and take your private jet to get there, just like Jeff Bezos, by the way, all these libs. They're all looking for meaning, don't you see? Because I, and I, I don't want to have to get too deep into this right now. So I got a couple minutes. But, you know, where's God in all this? Where's the humility one has knowing that we're on limited time here, and that all that really matters is: are you good to people? Are you are you a worthwhile human being? Do you have a relationship with God? Do you you know live the the eternal words of truth? And uh, I don't know. That's all like that's all silly. Worship at the feet of the 16 year old climate goddess. That's or now she's 18 or 19, whatever. That's normal to people though. That makes sense to them. The libs, not to you and me, but this is what we are up against. Um. Well, I really I'm so sorry. I got to leave it there for today, team, Um, uh, because I I could go on for quite some length. But obviously, you can also listen today to the Clay and Buck show. Uh, We've got that uh, going on for three hours on the radio. You can listen to that podcast, too. I have been very sick. Otherwise, I would have posted more on Locals over the weekend. Uh, But there'll be more coming up. Go to bucksexon.locals.com for that. Please be a supporter. It's like passing the hat and you're throwing a couple of dollars in. It does mean a lot. It helps. I got a staff of people working on the digital side, and I pay them through these side projects. So please do uh, help out the team that way. And uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow, same time and place. Shields high.